Time for our monthly chamber chat. Members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce join us this morning as our guests include Doug Porter and Betty Kujai from the chamber. And then members of the chamber include Josh Walmsley of Green Valley Tree and Alyssa Mirzajewski from AM Associates. So we'll talk to them in a second. But right now, Doug and Betty, good morning. Thanks for coming in today. Betty, what's been going on with the Northeast Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? Well, good morning to you and all your listeners. Uh, We've been very busy. I had a couple weeks off during the end of December and came back beginning of January, roaring to go getting ready for our chamber's annual dinner scheduled for Thursday night, January 30th. Uh, and we're going to be recognizing five in, five uh, different uh, honorees at the uh, event, as well as inducting our new officers and directors. Doug, maybe you'd like to go down the list of our honorees? Yes, we have Business Leader of the Year, Earl Rosebrook. We have our Civic Achievement Award for Sean Johnson, a local legislator who's done a lot of work for our, our communities. Community Champion Award for Stephen and Leah Fosher. Our George J. Racine Senior uh, Humanitarian Award, Doug Ewing. Ewing. Mm-hmm. And then our Gold Key, Kevin War, Kevin Merchant, for his service with the Chamber. So we're looking forward to it on yeah. Friday, a Thursday night. Thursday January night, 30th. January 30th, 5.30 p.m., and we're up at Connecticut National Golf Club. It's going to be a great night. Um, last couple of years, we've had about 200 and... 10 guests or so, so it's a good turnout of the membership. We elect our new officers and directors. Thank you. Having a new president coming. Yeah, explain what that means. Yes, well, Donna Copeland, who was here uh, last month uh, along with Doug, will be our new president. She'll be elected, and Doug will be uh, leaving and turning over the gavel to Donna. Uh, So I'm sure they're all very excited. We have five new board members that will be joining us uh, that night as well. They will be elected that night. So it's it's a great evening. It's kind of a celebration of Doug Gere welcoming for Donna and uh, recognizing our award recipients who have really done some remarkable work in the community. You know, everything from working in community kitchens to um, being uh, just a fabulous volunteer at, you know, different events, working, uh, you know, Sean Johnston is a tireless worker for Daily Bread, Interfaith Human uh, Services in Putnam. Uh, He's also a board member at the Northeast Economic Alliance. Um, just a really great individual and hard worker. He's been uh, played a very important leadership role on the Chamber's Legislative Affairs Committee. And uh, so we're just really honored to be recognizing all of them. Yeah, the Foshers <clears throat> have been very involved in the Leos and the Lions, uh, Lions Club yep. and with the Elks. Yep. And then Earl Rosebrook's really helped in terms of putting Putnam on the fa- on the map in right. terms of downtown Putnam and the, their groups. Yep, and if you don't know Earl, Earl is just, uh, he will do whatever it takes to draw attention to whatever cause he's working for. He's uh, jumped out of an airplane for Ark of uh, uh, Eastern Connecticut. He has uh, worn a turkey on his head, not a, not a real turkey, of course, but a uh, stuffed one. When delivering turkeys, he's dressed up as uh, Captain America. Um, Tights and all. Yeah, you name it. He's done it. <clears throat> so, so just a really uh, hardworking, uh, great individuals who are 
being recognized for their service. So, Doug, your job for the next month is to polish up that gavel for the handoff to Donna? Donna will do a fabulous job, and yes, that's exactly it. Make sure we're a smooth transition. But on a more serious note, do do you compare notes with her? Do you get sit down with her and kind of talk about what you have done, what things you'd like to see her continue that you started, and maybe give her some ideas for how she can be in charge of the Northeast Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? One thing that we've worked on is to have a continuity between the presidencies. So we work with the past president, the current president, and the future president, and the three get together to make sure it does move smoothly across. Betty does a fabulous job in making sure the day-to-day operations of the chamber work. Now the three of us can look at the strategic part of it, and it works well. Yeah. Let's talk to a few of our member merchants from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. One of them is here today, Josh Wamsley from Green Valley Tree LLC. They're based in North Wyndham. Josh, good morning. Thanks for coming in. Give us a little overview about your business. Yeah, good morning, Wayne. Thanks. Yeah, so we are a family-owned and operated business. We're actually woman-led. Uh, my wife and I own the business. So we've been so serving... So she sent you in here. That's though, right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go. No, no, I, uh, I enjoy doing this. So we've been in business for four years. Uh, I started it up pretty much to give quality and customer service. Just I, It's a passion. I kind of fell into the industry, and it just became a lot of fun and it's something that I don't consider work. Are you an arborist? I am. And what is an arborist? So an arborist, by definition, is somebody that works with trees. It's a, it's a licensed position here in Connecticut, along with Mass and Rhode Island. Actually holds Connecticut and Rhode Island licensing. So anytime you're maintaining, preserving, caring for trees, that is when you want to seek out an arborist. Is April 24th a special day for you this year? It's Arbor Day in Connecticut. It is, and actually uh, it's a real special day. Um, Actually, month, springtime for us here in Connecticut. We are participating and helping out with the 321 tree project. We are helping to install the last, I believe it was 100 trees or 90 trees when I was speaking with Faith Ken. So we're going to be installing those here around Willimannock. So we're really excited to be part of that. And continue beautifying Willimannock. And I'm really glad to hear that people are planting trees because what I have noticed in the last couple of years, there's a lot of trees being taken down and I guess one reason is they're not healthy. But well, one of the things when you drive on 384 and you drive on 84, especially west of Hartford, there's there's entire areas on the median and off to the side, they've just totally wiped out the trees. Can you explain why that is? Yeah, there's been a lot of issues throughout the years for lack of proper maintenance. So when things get overgrown, then the only reasonable thing to do is go ahead and remove them all the way back. There's a lot of uh, litigation that gets involved, especially with your roadways and stuff, but we've got a lot of issues with the gypsy moss causing tons and tons of damage to our trees. And then we have EAB, which is coming through. It's kind of like a second wave, and it's removing all of our ash trees. Talking with our state entomologist earlier this year, it looks like about eight years, and we're going to have no ash trees unless you're being preventative and injecting the trees. It's the only way to save them. We're also joined this morning by Alyssa Merzajewski, who is from AM Associates. Let me guess, the AM, your initials. How'd I do? No, the A is for Alyssa, the M is for Mark. Oh, wow, I was half, I was half right. And what exactly does AM Associates do? We are a boutique creative studio offering full-service creative solutions for businesses. Um, services like graphic web design development, um, branding, rebranding, 
digital advertising, including social targeting, web retargeting, geofencing, geotargeting, um, social media management, basically being brand ambassadors for our clients. And you're based in Canterbury. How'd you whole get started in this? Um, we actually, my husband and I, we actually met in college. So what college was that? Pear College of Art down in Hamden. Um, and we've just kind of grown into, uh, at the time, graphic design. We have 30-plus years combined. Um, so we started with the graphic design, and then everything merged into the web um, and digital world. So we've been doing this quite a long time. Has that been a learning process for you, converting and learning how the web and all the digital stuff works? The technology is amazing now. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's always learning. Um, there's always new technologies, and it comes faster and faster. So we're, we're always on the top of that. Let's look ahead to some of the things that are coming up with the Chamber. And, Betty, you got a couple of new publications coming out. I do. I, we just completed our annual report for 2019. That will be distributed at the Chamber's annual dinner uh, to the 220 or so guests. And then we will be mailing one to each and every one of our Chamber members. Uh, so we're excited about that. And then we just finished an 84-page membership directory community guide. That's in uh, publication right now. Uh, it's being printed. Uh, so we hope to have it out in the next uh, 30 days or so. Does that so go to chamber members? It goes. It's going to be distributed throughout our 23-town region, town halls, libraries, tourist stops. Uh, every chamber member will get one. If they want quantities, we're happy to deliver those as well. But we want to put them at high-traffic areas. And you've also got an event that's coming up featuring Congressman Jill Courtney. I do, yes. Well, there's a ribbon-cutting going on at Creamery Brook Retirement Village. They're marking their 20th anniversary, and they're going to be doing a ribbon-cutting for their new dining facility. Um, and that's going to be uh, Congressman Joe Courtney will be joining us for that event. And another event featuring House Majority Leader Matt Ritter. Yes, Matt Ritter is coming out on February 21st. Uh, we're going to be uh, hosting him at Grill 37 in uh, Pomfret, and he's going to be speaking to the chamber membership about what he sees as big issues that are coming down the pike for our next session. Uh, it's a short session. It starts, uh, I think, around February 5th or 6th. Um, and, you know, many of the issues that we have dealt with in the past, minimum wage, family medical leave, uh, those issues have gone away. They've been, uh, you know, passed through the legislation, uh, through the legislature, and, and uh, you know, we're looking to see what issues are coming down the pike that are going to affect our business people. And we also want to provide the opportunity for our, our chamber members to speak with the House Majority Leader so they can share their issues, their concerns with him as well. February 21st at Grill 37 in Pomfret. Yes. Going back to our business members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, let me go back to Elisa Merzajewski here from AM Associates. Why should a business use your services? I think a business should use our services, number one, because we're really, really good. Um, <laughs> and number two, we, can, we understand what businesses may need. We do consultations. We can work out solutions if you need traffic coming into your store, if you need more visual, digital um, um, awareness. We can help you with your social media strategy. Um, you need to be visible, and we can help you do that. What's the product that you produce the most at AM Associates? Um, I think really it's a 
combination of web design and development um, and social media content creation and management. Now, do you have a specialty there? Or maybe your husband does one aspect of it, you do another, or are you guys all in it together doing kind of the same stuff? Um, I'm more focused on the, the tech end of um, web development. Mark is actually more of the creative mastermind, um, but we've always collaborated. We have uh, both have graphic design backgrounds and design backgrounds, and so it, it's a really good merge. Tell me about what you tell businesses who talk to you about their marketing strategy, about the importance of being out there on the web, on social media, so that if people want to know things, for example, there is a website, however simple, as long as there's information there about what you do, what your products are, how to contact you, things like that. What do you tell people about that? We tell people, number one, to make sure that their website um, is as up-to-date as it can be. It needs to be responsive. It needs to be able to um, be visible on mobile devices. Um, so when you have an older website, um, you know, if you're talking five years old, it may not be responsive. People are not seeing it. You have over 80% of people browsing the website, um, or browsing websites on their mobile devices. So that's number one. Um, and number two, of course, being um, in, in social media. That's the most important thing. Um, and it, it, it's a way of getting your uh, brand awareness out there in the public. Yeah, I'm always amazed. I, I, there's sometimes I try to search out a business or a type of business. Restaurants do this a lot. There's some restaurants that don't have a website. Yeah. And I just want to go on it and look at a menu, and it's <laughs> not there. It's like, I don't know what decade they're living in, but it's not this century, <laughs> or this decade anyway. So, uh, and, boy, and, and again, uh, that would apply to social media as well. How do people contact you, Elisa? Um, you can go to our website, amassociatesllc.com. Um, you can also give us a call, 860-546-1203. We'd love to have a chat with you to find out um, how we can help your business grow. And going back to the licensed arborist from Green Valley Tree. We're joined this morning by Josh Walmsley. They're based in North Wyndham. What about stump removal? People are losing these trees we talked about earlier, and that sometimes that means they got to get rid of stumps as well. How do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two ways of doing it. You can either dig it out or you can grind it in place. Grinding it in place is much easier. We typically grind anywhere between 8 and 10 inches down. Remove the millings. The millings is the byproduct. It's the dirt and the, the wood all mixed together. You remove that product out. You refill it with topsoil, grass seed, or sod. We've done sod installs as well for homeowners that want that instant result. And uh, next thing you know, there's no tree there. When you're taking a tree down, is there a real art into making it land where you want it to land as opposed to, well, falling on the house? How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely uh, some skill involved with that. We've all seen the YouTube videos of uh, when trees come down wrong. So whether you're felling it or you're, you're roping it and lowering it safely or manipulating it from one area to another using the ropes, or even using cranes. Uh, hoisting and working with cranes is another really efficient way to move material in a safe, efficient manner as well. 
Is part of the deal when you take a tree down to chop it up and leave it for firewood for the folks? Do you get a lot of people asking for that? Yeah, actually, uh, numerous packages is kind of how I refer to it this day and age. From just cutting the tree, leave it on the ground, and the homeowner scoops it all up to maybe leave some wood behind. We can always cut it up if it's asked to firewood length. Um, leave everything gone. Yeah, leave everything on there. That was a complete sentence, huh, Wayne? <laughs> which, which, which trees create the best firewood, and which ones are yeah, not that good? You know, my personal preference is I love burning ash. It leaves a really nice coal behind. It heats for a long time. Red oak's another good one. Um, you want to stay away from conifers, any of the softwood. That's just going to clog up your chimney, and then you're making a phone call to the fire department. You mean the people who burn Christmas trees? <laughs> That's right. Don't put it in the stove. Don't put it in the stove. How about clearing land? Tell me about how you, how you go about land clearing. Yeah, so for us, we typically will stop at building lots around five acres. That's where we'll go. Um, felling we use a lot of mechanical devices heavy equipment to move material we've got large whole tree chippers so we can process all that we try to be as green as possible so our wood chips get reused for mulching purposes or topsoil wood gets sent out to mills or we'll give it to people for firewood um try to stay as green even with the equipment that's out there we try to stay up make sure that it's producing good emissions, not old clunkers that are leaking grease and blowing black soot. So, You talked about the gypsy moth problem earlier this morning, but where do you see it going? It was really bad two and three years ago. It wasn't so bad last year. Is it cyclical yeah. or is it all based on how wet the spring is? You know, this has been a discussion for years, watching the gypsy moth patterns come and go. Um, there's a few natural pathogens, the MPV virus, is the big one, and then we have entomophaga, which is the fungus. Um, we see waves of it coming and going, and that really is what dictates it. When we get these dry um, spells, no rain, that's when we see the increase in gypsy moths because we don't have fungus growth. We don't have the moisture in the air to move entom uh, the MPV virus. So that's when we see infestation, and ultimately, times like this, large... Uh, deforestation. Is it too early to predict next spring and summer gypsy moth based on what's coming up weather-wise? Yeah, we're in really good shape finally. We've been talking with uh, the state entomologists. We do a lot of back and forth with the Connecticut Ag Station. Just discussions on what's going on, staying up to date with things, and we're finally in the clear. We'll see small isolated patches just like we saw this past year. They came out, but then we saw the big die-off. We'll see another small patches here and there but nothing like we saw before how do people contact you at green valley tree llc in north windham yeah absolutely so you can reach us at our phone number at 860-234-4041 you can reach us through the website on the contact form that's www.greenvalleytreeworks.com we've got our facebook page green valley tree llc and also on instagram so there's a few ways you can reach out to us. Find us on Google, type the name in, Green Valley Tree LLC. Numerous ways, but by all means, reach out to us. We're happy to help. See, there's the website and the social media Lisa was talking about. That's mm -hmm. Josh Wamsley from Green Valley Tree, Elisa Merzhevsky from AM Associates based in Canterbury, Doug Porter and Betty Kujai from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, our monthly... Chamber Chat Show. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.